Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of February 24th through March 2nd, 2018. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional choir writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Join us this week for the next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club meetup. It's March 7th, with Nuremberg, Baltimore, and San Francisco confirmed so far. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a homebrew website club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about homebrew website club, including tips for how to organize your own, at indieweb.org hwc. Save the dates for the 2018 IndieWeb Summit, which will take place on Tuesday, June 26th and Wednesday, June 27th in Portland, Oregon. The two-day summit will be a part of the larger week-long Open Source Bridge Conference. Organizers and volunteers are invited to contribute at IndieWeb.org 2018. All IndieWeb events follow the IndieWeb Code of Conduct, which can be found at IndieWeb.org COC. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the IndieWeb. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Ryan Barrett published a new post at snarfed.org titled Microsub Bridge. In it, Barrett lays out some possible approaches for building services that translate existing RSS and Atom feed reading services like Feedly and Newsblur into the developing Microsub server spec. If implemented, such a bridge would allow Microsub clients like Indigenous on iOS and the web-based Together to work with existing feed reading services. And now, a selection of this week's updates from IndieWeb.org. New Community Members Josemar Lone joins us from his site, lo.hn. Lone recently set up their site with the IndieWeb-friendly known CMS and a two-word post, Carpe Noctem. Jeremy Sherman joins us from jeremywsherman.com. Jeremy is fascinated by systems and has focused on languages, math and computer science, and DIY pursuits like textiles and home improvement. If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. 
It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org slash Wikifying. Community and Concepts The home screen, a name for the top-level user interface of a mobile smart device, was a topic of some discussion this week after a thread on Twitter started by user Rans prompted many to share their home screens and their philosophies for organizing the apps and notifications that are most prominent on their devices. Speaking of notifications, John Herman at the New York Times explores our unhealthy relationship with notifications in a piece titled How Tiny Red Dots Took Over Your Life. In it, the author points out that red notification dots and badges like those on iOS apps or in browser tabs dangerously conflate what we need to pay attention to with what we are told we need to pay attention to. Bus factor is a relative measurement of the risk concerning a project or service's fragility, judged by asking the somewhat morbid question of whether the project or service would fail if one of its members was hit by a bus or, in reality, leaves the project for other reasons. This question has recently seen relevance in the IndieWeb as community-managed services such as the hosted versions of Micropub to SiloBridge Silo.pub and IndieReader Woodwind have recently gone offline. The IndieWeb Podcast Club may see new life as a podcast itself. Community member Jeremy Churfus has proposed an Ask the IndieWeb about the IndieWeb format where a panel of community members field questions from real people seeking to learn more and join into the community. Services and Organizations Some interesting discussion arose this week around algorithmic feeds, a feature of social media silos such as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, whereby the services show posts out of order, sometimes hours or days after they were posted, and sometimes not at all. Though these features break from displaying posts in chronological order, some still erroneously refer to them as algorithmic timelines. Vero, an Instagram-like social media silo, has been in the news this week as its popularity has quickly ballooned. Vero supports sharing post types like bookmarks, listens, watches, location, and photos, and some are praising it for its strong sharing and privacy controls and lack of an algorithmic feed. However, past allegations about Vero's billionaire founder, Eamon Hariri, have already led to organized attempts to boycott the platform. Changes to Facebook's newsfeed algorithm are being blamed for the shutdown of women-focused publisher Little Things, according to a piece by Mike Shields at BusinessInsider.com. Launched in 2014, the company had amassed over 12 million followers on Facebook. On February 27th of this year, Little Things announced that changes to the algorithm were forcing it to shut down entirely. IndieWeb Development Christoph de Jacher at Realize.be released a new module that brings WebMention.io integration to sites based on Drupal 8. The integration is in early development, and de Jacher is using his own site as its test base. Those interested can find the source on GitHub. Community member Martijn van der Ven released a browser extension this week for users who browse with JavaScript disabled and who would like to view community forum sites powered by the Discourse forum CMS. Available on GitHub, the extension detects Discourse pages and redirects the browser to versions of the page without JavaScript. The Bridgie Publish plugin for WordPress now supports syndication of posts from WordPress to GitHub issues. 
posts can now be syndicated as a new issue on a GitHub repository or as a reply to an existing GitHub issue. Other new terms and pages from the newsletter this week, share backported, lasso, timeline review, fatwigu, woof, indie hackers, and social media fatigue. You can find more about these in the newsletter or on the site at IndieWeb.org. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the IndieWeb chat. This Week in the IndieWeb and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. Music for this episode comes from Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.